Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Leviticus 22:26-2344. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, When an ox or a sheep or a goat is born, it shall remain 7 days with its mother. And from the eighth day on, it shall be accepted as a sacrifice of an offering by fire to the Lord. But whether it is an ox or a sheep, you shall not kill both it and its young in one day. When you sacrifice a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord, you shall sacrifice it so that you may be accepted. It shall be eaten on the same day. You shall leave none of it until morning. I am the Lord. So you shall keep my commandments and do them. I am the Lord. You shall not profane my holy name. But I will be sanctified among the sons of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctifies you, who brought you out from the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. Laws of Religious Festivals The Lord spoke again to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, The Lord's appointed times, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations, my appointed times are these. For six days work may be done, but on the seventh day there is a Sabbath of complete rest, a holy convocation. You you shall not do any work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord in all your dwellings. These are the appointed times of the Lord, holy convocations, which you shall proclaim at the times appointed for them. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at twilight, is the Lord's Passover. Then on the fifteenth day of the same month, there is the Feast of Unleavened Bread to the Lord. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work. But for seven days you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. On the the seventh day it is a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work. 
Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, When you enter the land which I am going to give to you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring in the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. He shall wave the sheaf before the Lord for you to be accepted. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. Now on the day when you wave the sheaf, you shall offer a male lamb, one year old, without defect for a burnt offering to the Lord. Its grain offering shall then be two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil, an offering by fire to the Lord for a soothing aroma, with its drink offering, a fourth of a hen of wine. Until this same day, until you have brought in the offering of your God, you shall eat neither bread, nor roasted grain, nor new growth. It is to be a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. You shall also count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day when you brought in the sheaf of the wave offering, you, there shall be seven complete Sabbaths. You shall count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath. Then you shall present a new grain offering to the Lord. You shall bring in from your dwelling places two loaves of bread for a wave offering made of two tenths of an ephah. They shall be of a fine flour baked with leaven as first fruits to the Lord. Along with the bread, you shall present seven one-year-old male lambs without defect, and a bull of the herd and two rams. They are to be a burnt offering to the Lord with their grain offering and their drink offerings, an offering by fire of a soothing aroma to the Lord. You shall also offer one male goat for a sin offering and two male lambs, one year old, for a sacrifice of peace offerings. The priest shall then wave them with the bread of the first fruits for a wave offering with two lambs before the Lord. They are to be holy to the Lord for the priest. On this same day, you shall make a proclamation as well. You are to have a holy convocation. You shall do no laborious work. It is to be a perpetual statute in all your dwelling places throughout your generations. When you reap the harvest of your land, moreover, you shall not reap to the very corners of your field, nor gather the gleaning of your harvest. You are to leave them for the needy and the alien. I am the Lord your God. Again the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first of the month, you shall have a rest, a reminder by blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work, but you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. The Day of Atonement. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, On exactly the tenth day of this seventh month is the Day of Atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you. And you shall humble your souls and present an offering by fire to the Lord. You shall not do any work on this same day, for it is a day of atonement, to make atonement on your behalf before the Lord your God. If there is any person who will not humble himself on this same day, he shall be cut off from his people. As for any person who does, does any work on this same day, that person I will destroy from among his people. You shall do no work at all. It is to be a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. It is to be a Sabbath of complete rest to you, and you shall humble your souls on the ninth of the month at evening. From evening until evening you shall keep your Sabbath. Again the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, On the fifteenth of this seventh month is the Feast of Booths, for seven days to the Lord. On the first day is a holy convocation. You shall do no laborious work of any kind. For seven days you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. On the eighth day you shall have a holy convocation and present an offering by fire to the Lord. It is an assembly. You shall do no laborious work. These are the appointed times of the Lord, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations to present offerings by fire to the Lord. 
burnt offerings and grain offerings, sacrifices and drink offerings, each day's matter on its own day, besides those of the Sabbaths of the Lord and besides your gifts and besides all your votive and free will offerings which you give to the Lord. On exactly the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the crops of the land, you shall celebrate the feast of the Lord for seven days with the rest on the first day and a rest on the eighth day. Now on the first day, you shall take for yourselves the foliage of beautiful trees, palm branches and, and boughs of leafy trees and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You shall thus celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It shall be a perpetual statute throughout your generations. You shall celebrate in the seventh month. You shall live in booths for seven days. All the native born in Israel shall live in booths, so that your generation may know that I had the sons of Israel live in booths when I brought them out from the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So Moses declared to the sons of Israel the appointed times of the Lord. 2 Kings 23, 1 through 9 and 21 through 25. Josiah's Covenant. Then the king sent, and they gathered to him all the elders of Judah and of Jerusalem. The king went up to the house of the Lord, and all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him, and the priests and the prophets and all the people, both small and great. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant, which was found in the house of the Lord. The king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to carry out the words of this covenant that were written in this book. And all the people entered into the covenant. Reforms under Josiah. Then the king commanded Hilkiah, the high priest, and the priests of the second order, and the doorkeepers, to bring out of the temple of the Lord all the vessels that were made for Baal, for Asherah, and for the hosts of heaven. And he burned them outside Jerusalem in the fields of the Kidron, and carried their ashes to Bethel. He did away with the idolatrous priests whom the kings of Judah had appointed to burn incense in the high places in the cities of Judah and in the surrounding area of Jerusalem. Also those who burned incense to Baal, to the sun and to the moon and to the constellations and to all the hosts of heaven. He brought out the Asherah from the house of the Lord outside Jerusalem to the brook Kidron and burned it at the brook Kidron and ground it to dust and threw its dust on the graves of the common people. He also broke down the houses of the male cult prostitutes, which were in the house of the Lord, where the women were weaving hangings for the Asherah. Then he brought all the priests from the cities of Judah and defiled the high places where the priests had burned incense from Geba to Beersheba. And he broke down the high places of the gates, which were at the entrance of the gate of Joshua, the governor of the city, which were on one's left at the city gate. Nevertheless, the priests of the high places did not go up to the altar of the Lord in Jerusalem, but they ate unleavened bread among their brothers. Passover reinstituted. Then the king commanded all the people, saying, Celebrate the Passover to the Lord your God, as it is written in this book of the covenant. Surely such a Passover had not been celebrated from the days of the judges who judged Israel, nor in all the days of the kings of Israel and of the kings of Judah. But in the 18th year of King Josiah, 
This Passover was observed to the Lord in Jerusalem. Moreover, Josiah removed the mediums and the spiritists and the teraphim and the idols and all the abominations that were seen in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem, that he might confirm the words of the law which were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the house of the Lord. Before him, there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might, according to all the law of Moses, nor did any like him arise after him. Mark 16, 1 through 8, the resurrection. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they may come and anoint him. Very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. They were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? Looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, although it was extremely large. Entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the right wearing a white robe, and they were amazed. And he said to them, Do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who has been crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, He is going ahead to you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as, as he told you. They went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had gripped them, and they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. So here in this reading today, you see in Leviticus um, the description of the high holidays and the, the feast and what they're supposed to do. And But just remember, as the reading yesterday, you know, it reminds us that God... Um, he rescued Israel from Egypt. He brought them out of bondage and was leading them by a pillar of smoke by day and a pillar of fire by night. He was leading them to the promised land and a place where he promised them an inheritance for the rest of their generations, which is forever. So all the time to come, he said, I'm going to take you into this promised land. Now, I've heard a lot of pastors who talk about the promised land and how now that we're under this new covenant and everything's gone away, which I believe is a bad teaching. But now they say, I've heard them teach that the promised land is heaven. And that's not true. I know we've talked about this before on the podcast, uh, but also here with the daily readings, we, we've mentioned that the, the promised land is not heaven. Because God said when they went into the promised land, the enemies still resided there. There are no enemies in heaven. And he said that he would help, he would deliver their enemies to them little by little. And that is a scripture that for our ministry, we lean on that and talk about that a lot. How God gives us victory. Sometimes it's not instant and total. Sometimes it's little by little, but that is by his own design. He said, I'm going to give you victories. I'm going, to, I'm going to deliver your enemies to you little by little because if you were to do too much, the enemy would be too great for you and would overcome you. In fact, he says, the birds of the air and the beast of the field would be too great for you and overcome you. 
And those two, the birds of the air and the beasts of the field, are fallen angels and demons. So he said, I'm going to, which by the way, fallen angels and demons, once again, not in heaven. So then the obviously the promised land is not heaven. The promised land is when we are freed, speaking now as Christians, since Jesus died on the cross, arose again, he poured his blood out on the altar, and he, he has saved us. He's given us a way to salvation. We follow him. We become a follower of Christ. And we have salvation in him. So now that the veil has been torn and now that we have this Christian life, the promised land is the overcoming Christian life. This promised land. He broke us from our bondage of sin and brought us into the promised land, which is an overcoming Christian life. So now that you look at that and see that it says, when you enter the land, which I'm going to give to you, that's the promised land. This is in Leviticus 23, starting again right there. It's in 10. When you enter the land, which I am going to give to you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring in the first fruits. He's wanting you to bring some things. Again, he says, that when you come and do these things, once you go into the land that I have promised you, the promised land, then you will keep these holy convocations. You will continue to practice these things that I'm showing you now, these religious festivals. But Christians don't do them. And then you see how uh, we, we read a lot in the New Testament about the curse, about the, uh, the church of Babylon. Uh, we, we read about wolves and sheep's clothing and how they're going to come in. And it also talks about how in the tree, the worldly Christian church, that fallen angels and demons, it says, birds of the air and beasts of the field, what they will make nests in their branches and they will find shade and rest in its shadow, in the shade of the branches. So fallen angels and demons are finding a comfortable place and making a nest inside the Christian church. And many people would say, no, that can't be. That can't be true. How? It's the Christian church. They're not welcome there. That's where the wolves in sheep's clothing are, is in the Christian church. In fact, Jesus said, many will come and say that I am the Christ and deceive many. And a lot of pastors have quoted that saying that many people will come claiming to be Christ. And that's not what Jesus said. He said that many people will come saying that I, that he, Jesus Christ, Jesus is our Messiah. He said many will come and claim that I am Christ. So there's people in the church that are saying Jesus is the way, yet they are still deceiving many with everything else that they're teaching them. So within the church, we have all these things that it shows in 2 Kings where Josiah is, is breaking down their idols and he's getting rid of these prostitutes and these spiritists and these palm readers and all these things. He's getting rid of all of this pagan 
anti-God things and filth, getting them out of the temple so that they can come back to do what God asked them to do. And it said that no one had done that since the day of Judges and no one has done it since. Well, it's time. (laughs) It's time. Jesus has risen. We should no longer be looking in the tomb. We should understand that he's alive and he's called us to do things. And we need to do them, not the way we want to do them, but we need to do them the way God has called for us to do them. Father, thank you that you've written out such a beautiful map in this book. You've given us such clarity. I just pray that for anyone who doesn't see the the clear message that you've given us, that Holy Spirit, you can help them to understand. And Father, that you can open their eyes that they may see. Because we know that when their eyes are closed, it's because they're spiritually dead. Or they, they are weighed down with so much pride that they feel like they know all the answers. Father, I know I don't know all the answers. And I know that I, the only way I can is by you and your power. I lay down my pride. And humbly I come to you and say, please help me to understand. And I pray that all those people listening could do the same thing and just come to you and say, Father, let me understand. How do you want us to worship you? How do you want us to go and reach other people for you? Don't let it be our way. Let it be your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.